I don't need your endorsement, I don't need reinforcement Giving you your last warning, cause I'm at my prime Hey everybody, this is Ed Mazzucchio with The Truth Behind Fitness. Uh, we, I have a special guest today, but I can't tell you who it is. Um, that's why it's so special. Um, so one of the things we want to talk about uh, in the fitness industry, uh, especially coming out of COVID or during the COVID, uh, one of the things that we saw a lot of was mental health issues. Um, I have a good friend of mine that is a neuropsychologist and a psychologist, so a double doctorate, significantly smarter than I am. Um, he cannot be on the podcast for the next couple of weeks because he's so busy, um, which, you know, kind of it gets right into the heart of it. You know, uh, one of the things that we found out during COVID was realistically how important things like, you know, structure and, um, you know, day-to-day -day activities, things like fitness are for your mental health as well as your physical health. So today um, we are going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I spent the better part of the last six years with uh, Dr. Corey Nigro working on everything from uh, some levels of neuropsychal uh, evaluation to um, things such as like identity, uh, you know, people identifying with different genders. Um, and then sort of at the heart of what we do, which is, you know, why, um, you know, certain fitness aspects don't work for individuals. Um, you know, why is it a conscious choice versus a subconscious, things of that nature. So um, today we're going to start some of this and then, you know, we'll probably intertwine this for the next, uh, well, for a while. Um, we'll get some feedback, um, I'm, I'm sure, um, probably negative but that's okay i don't really fucking care um because i'm kind of tired of all like the social media horse shit where everybody gets a, the ability to say whatever the fuck they want and then you know you're stuck in like the rock and the hard place it's like do we respond do we not respond um you know it's just it's a kind of a vicious cycle um you know and we're adults like so i can only imagine what it must be like for kids um, that's something else that that's a whole nother topic outside of the fitness industry. So, uh, bear with us today as we sort of loosely talk about this. Uh, so a couple notes that I made for this particular podcast is how the fitness industry and how it relates to us, like how do we evaluate people when they initially walk in? Um, and then how do we ask like certain psychological things, um, you know, basic principles such as like, you know, how do we evaluate whether somebody is really going to be committed to the things that we want them to do? Um, how do we, uh, how is our own personalities going to mesh with theirs to get the most out of them? How I've seen in the past, uh, shitty ass trainers who bring their own shit to work and then pass that on to their clients. And then they can't realize why their clients don't make any progress. You know, like that really, you're fucking stupid. Like that's, it does, it doesn't even, you don't have to be a genius to figure that out. Um, you might not suck as a trainer. Like it could be your own shit. You just bring it to work and then the poor client has to eat your shit. That's awesome. Cause you know, that's what we're all about. Nope. That's actually not what we're all about. We're all about trying to help others, you know? So my, uh, first lesson in this is if you have shit going on in your life, don't be a fucking trainer. Like don't pass your shit on to the client cause the client doesn't necessarily need it. They're, they're here to kind of help them through theirs. So 
get your shit straight before you start working with clients. Um, just a TFE, little tip from Ed, you know, we all have crap going on, but uh, you can't give that to your clients, man. Like that's not the objective of what our job is in the fitness industry. So my um, family guy guy, does that make sense? Like I like family guy. And I watched an episode last, last night because I'm, I'm a dad and my kid, I'm, I'm a terrible dad because my kid, my six-year-old likes to watch Family Guy at night before we go to bed. So um, I let her watch it and it's way over her head, I hope. Um, but last night, actually, Stewie was a, was a personal trainer. And it was hilarious. It was, it's everything I'm talking about. It was all about like basically like not training and projecting your sort of negativity on them and then them eating it up because somehow, some way, the world has become like cesspool of drama um you know i think it's because of social media and i think it's because text messaging because you can be a big giant pussy and hide behind like whatever you want to say because you don't actually have to confront people anymore you just say it over the internet or you know through social media and then you know you just gotta move on to the rest of your day like it's not a big deal like you you throw shots at people and you know and then that's it you know you don't have to worry about it so um in our world, you know, the world that I started when I started in this, none of this shit existed. And I was, you know, and I actually really enjoyed what I did and I enjoyed the people I worked with and it was significantly less dramatic. Um, maybe it's because I was a lot younger and a lot more naive. Um, but I honestly think it's because social media didn't exist. Um, so we talked about social media and the, what I like to call the disinformation age of, uh, information where you're getting, you know, um, some guy with a six pack and he's like, ah, yeah, follow what I do. And then you realize that like what's going on realistically is that they're probably working with a coach and they're repackaging that program as theirs. Um, and then they're selling that off because they've got a good body or they've got a good presentation about them when they do their social media stuff. Um, you know, and unfortunately I think that's part of the problem. The other part of the problem is what we we're kind of talking about before. So, Here's my take on like, uh, you know, the mental health thing, right? I think there are two types of people in the world, right? Everyone knows them as givers and takers. Uh, my, my take on that, no pun intended, is uh, I changed that a little bit. There are doers versus takers, right? So the traditional model, right? There are givers, there are people that give of themselves and then there are people that are takers, right? There are people that take, right? And we all know them. You're all sitting there right now and you're like, you know, you're going through that list in your mind, like, oh, that's this, this, this person and blah, 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 right? Um, none of us ever will admit that we're takers, right? We're not gonna do that. We're gonna, we're always gonna put ourselves on the positive side. We're gonna be like, oh no, I'm a giver, I'm a giver. You're not, some of you fuckheads are fucking takers and that's why you should be listening to this even more, okay? Um, break it down to doers versus takers, right? And here's how this ties into the fitness thing, because this is where I see the, the success model versus the unsuccessful model, right? Doers are people that come to us or come or, or go to fitness and say, all right, I'm gonna utilize this method, methodology to get something out of this to make myself feel better, okay? I just started with a new client um, and it took me, let's see, he originally signed up in August of 2019. Uh, I think we did like two sessions uh, and COVID and a bunch of other stuff happened. So, um, hang on, I'm going to take a sip of my drink. Wait, that was a shake, not a drink drink, but anyways. Um, but anyways, so we got him in, uh, whatever you want to say, like a year and a half, almost two years later. 
Um, why? Because he's in the right frame of mind and he understands what fitness is going to do for him. By the way, my follow-up with him was terrible. Um, I, I think I followed up with him a few times in 2019 going into 2020. And then obviously once COVID hit, I, I knew that was kind of like, it wasn't going to happen during that. So, um, but he actually reached out to me. I kind of gave him the, yeah, right. Like this is really going to happen. And it did. And I got to tell you, it's been really awesome to see him where he's at and how he's utilizing fitness to change his life in a positive way. Um, and he's a doer that he's, a, he falls right into that. I'm a doer. I have to do this to change my life. His mental health, uh, he's going through a lot of things right now, uh, and he sees this as like, okay, this is a positive, right? We talked before about control, right? So doers traditionally are controllers as well, okay? Um, and there's all these negative connotations about this, right? Like if I say the word giver, that's a positive connotation. If I say the word doer or worst, I say control, control freak, a type A, all of a sudden there's a negative connotation in that. I'm like, okay, well, that's seems pretty disingenuous because without the doers, <laughs> how does anything get done, right? I kind of to tie this off into like, you know, to break it down even more like analogy. There are people that can go and sit on the beach and then there are people that can go to the beach but can't sit there, right? Doers can't sit there, all right? It's just an <laughs> physically impossible for them to sit there for hours on end, okay? All right, so let's get into takers, right? Takers are pretty simple, right? They're, they're naturally people that look for others to do stuff for them, right? And they also make really, really good clients as well uh, because they're usually pretty good at taking like advice, right? They're always looking for advice, right? So you've got two different types of clients, two different mental approaches, two can be very successful. Here's where the problem lies, okay? And this is where I bring my little guest in to get her interpretation of this, but one thing that I've found over the years, and especially more now than ever, is on the taker end, you don't see this on the doer end or the giver end. Why is it that takers utilize the word victim, right? They never actually say it, but they just sort of use it as a catalyst. Like, I'm a victim, therefore, these are the circumstances I'm in. This is why I need help. I'm trying to, I can't wrap my head around that piece of it, right? So from a fitness standpoint, if you have a victim mentality, how could you how could you possibly be successful in, well, in anything you're going to do, but in our realm, in our little world of fitness, how could you possibly reach your goal, right? So if I was to ask my special guest, if you... At one point, did you see yourself? I know the answers to this, by the way, so that's why she's in here. Um, since I've known you, two years now, mm -hmm. two years now, yep. when I first met you and we were designing a program for you and blah, 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 obviously going through a lot of stuff. You don't have to talk about it. It's all good. Nobody wants to hear your shit anyways. They don't care. They don't. All right. What they do want to know is, did you see yourself as a victim? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you still see yourself as a victim? Yeah. Okay. Um, feel free to judge. I'm judging right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what I... All right. So what is it that you do? All right. Well, we'll take a step back. As a victim, have do you see parts of that derailing you 
on a daily, weekly basis from reaching your fitness goals? Yes. Okay. Knowing that consciously, because you just admitted this uh-huh. literally on a podcast, okay? What Oops. steps – no, it's good. Uh, this is therapy. Uh, what steps could you or are you taking to change that thought process from being a victim or a taker to more of a doer? Oh, I don't know. Oh, speak up, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't think they know either. No. So – that's one of the things we want to try to do today is how do we get you I out of that? I bottle things up. Okay. And just let it sit. How do you use fitness to unbottle that stuff? Or do you? Um, I don't use it the way I should. Okay. Well, all right. Break that down a little bit more. So when you say you should, are you consciously aware that after you do you know, a cardio exercise or you do your workout, well, let's say it's... Not with Mark, Jack, and Zach, so it's actually intense. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But let's say it's on your own. You got your headphones in. You're rocking. You get a great workout. How do you feel afterwards? Good. Okay. Um, is that the best you feel during the day, potentially? Yeah. Okay. Um, and you work out five or six days a week? Mm-hmm. Okay. So at least for one hour or more a day, you're saying that you can sort of – Quote, unquote, shut it off, right? Okay. I think that's super important, right? Um, I think that's one of the things that fitness gets overlooked at. And I think that's something that COVID brought out was the inability to shut it down for a bit, right? And funnel it into some form of constructive, progressive, right? Um, Energy, right? Uh, I know I heard that a bunch when we reopened, you know? I mean, people were literally like, they had the crazy eyes. They're like, oh, I'm so glad you're open. I was going nuts. I'm like, oh, good Lord. Um, you know, we were fortunate because we got to work out every day, um, mainly because we worked here, here, you know. Um, but other than that, okay, so going back to that, right? Um, what, at, at having that victim mentality, let, I want to tie this into social media a little bit, right? How do you, what is your view and how you approach your personal side of how you share things on social media? What do you got? Let me, let me break that down. I don't really share Well, I do, but. Well, you do. And so I'm curious. Not as much. Well, okay. if I'm having like shitty days. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I don't share. Okay. So you go the other way with it. Yeah. Right. Some people share. Like to shove stuff in people's faces. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I might do that. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't. Need I don't tend to pay. I, I pay less attention to it now than I not. <laughs> I pay less attention to you specifically, <laughs> but I pay yeah, less attention to to that particularly in general because yeah. I become so conscious of this veil. This, you know, and I think, again, forget about like the, the, the rest of the world per se as we, our context is, is how do we tie this into fitness, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm all, I'm trying to study, you know, from a very rudimentary standpoint, like the social media application of fitness, how it's delivered, and then the scale in which it's delivered, which is massive, right? Yeah. And then I try to evaluate that based on people I know 
as it relates to fitness, right? So I have friends of mine that are, you know, that have gone um, different routes, like really, really good friends of mine that have gone into, um, we'll say like uh, more holistic mm -hmm. style of coaching. Um, and I think that's great. I, I do. I genuinely think it's great. Uh, two people in, in particular um, that I just thoroughly love. They're, they're two of my favorite people in the world. Um, and they're one sort of really getting her feet wet and the other one has been doing it for a while and is really, really good at it. Uh, hoping to have both of them on at some point to tie more into this stuff. But, uh, and I've seen major changes in both of them Yeah. as far as their attitude towards, you know, everything. yeah, everything. Right. And so, um, I wonder, I guess, as I, as I, again, the veil of uh, the veil of fitness, right? So what I'm trying to get across to people is that like, it's the, the information that we get, right? Unfortunately, it, it's not vetted, right? Yeah. Therefore, you don't, you don't, you really don't know what you're getting, right? And then there's a whole nother level of like, uh, the vanity piece. Like I want to look like, I want to look like, I want to look like this, or I want to look like that, or, um, forgetting about what their personal best could be. Right. Mm -hmm. Then we get into this sort of doer taker victim, these, these subconscious mentalities. And I'm, my goal is to try over time with people like Dr. Nigro and people like Christine and people like Kendall, mm -hmm. other people bringing them in and really trying to get to like, where is it that we can, we can talk to regular people, right? So Dr. Nigro is like a unique situation because he's so intelligent and he's so yeah. vested in this. But then how do we get, you know, I'll, I'll say the word normal people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean that in the sense of like, you know, just people that don't have doctorates in this in this particular field in psychology, how do we get them to open up and say like, yeah, you know what I use, like you're very frank, like, yeah, I have a victim mentality, right? And so the objective would be to change that subconsciously, not consciously, because consciously is kind of bullshit. Like you're kind of that, at that point, you're, you're saying what you want, others want you to, to say, right? Uh, or what they want to hear, right? So we got to get it so it's subconscious. And then how do we use fitness to do that? My, my thought process is this, the better you feel about yourself, right? Yeah. Inevitably, it creates a sense of persona mm -hmm. that you're stronger internally and yeah. externally, right? And so that allows you to maybe utilize or filter things maybe a little bit better, right? Um, we all have our ways of dealing with bad information yours are not great we're working <laughs> on those um mine no. my mine is and, I, and i'll say this and i'm i don't know if this is right wrong or indifferent i know that it was taught to me by dr nigro it was literally like just turn the volume down mm -hmm. and that was sort of his sort of quote of that is turn the volume down and then you kind of can't hear it anymore yeah. right so whether it's going in and you know unfollowing certain situations or certain people, right, or not getting caught up in the noise, you know, Ed, you're a dick. Yeah, opinions vary, <laughs> like you know, like it's quite possible. Um, but 
and you just sort of filter your way through it. You know, you take it from the person that's saying it and you kind of look back and be like, all right, where do they fall in my, my gambit of, uh, you know, um, categories here, you know? And, and again, it falls back into like the doers versus takers. Right. Um, because the whole giver mentality, here's how I came up with that, right. Is givers tend to be people that are doers because we tend to do and we learn from that example and then we want to give that to others, right? I'm so Italian right now. I'm like, my hands are moving. I can't stop it. Well, I'm moving all around. Um, but the reality of it is that's that's the nature of givers is that we're doers. We do and then we sort of like kind of we're like we have those aha moments. You're like, oh, I want to teach others this, right? Like we sort of, there's a, there's a level of like sort of narcissism that comes with that too. It's like, well, I learned this. Everyone else should learn this, yeah. right? Like it's the greatest thing ever. Um, so I, I don't necessarily know if that's the best way of doing it. I just know it tend, it, it tends to follow these rules. Like we do X, right? So as a trainer, I, I started with a, a very small like knowledge base, right? Mm -hmm. I sort of, I used to tell people, I'm like, well, I, I teach what I know. I didn't teach different styles of training because I didn't know them. And sort of ignorantly for a long time, I was like, oh, well, people are paying me to do this. I'll just keep doing it. And then as you get older, you know, and, and you start to want, want to expand. And I started working with professional athletes. Um, and that's when I realized like how much I didn't know when, you know, I had professional athletes saying, hey, I want to train, I want to train with you why yeah. <laughs> you know and part of that uh, to me is where the social um media thing is today people would look at me and be like well he must know what he's talking about yeah. i'm like i really didn't like <laughs> i knew a small amount and so um that's kind of like for me that was sort of a quote-unquote renaissance period for me it was like all right I need, I need to get better i need to educate myself further and kind of that's when for me um i dove into everything from like psychology, physiology, philosophy, um, because they all come into play because you're, you're not coaching clients or people in my case, more you guys now, like more people that I work with. Um, you're, you're not just coaching them to be like, all right, go lift this weight, do these reps, do this, right? You, you're unwinding their, their bad days, turning them into, yeah. You, so you're, you're, you know, you're, you're the part-time trainer, part-time, and I, and I think this is where the job has gone to, mm -hmm. right? And so you have to understand like sort of philosophical things. You have to understand like um, certain psychological tools, and you definitely have to understand obviously your physiological one. And then the other thing I think that's really important, which is what my, my friend Dr. Nigro does, is, is as a neuropsychologist, they're studying the chemistry of the body, right? Yeah. And so as, as a nutritionist, that's the thing that I think, you know, I wish more trainers would be involved in. Not so much writing up like you need to eat, you know, 200 grams of protein. And I get it. Like those, those are important. But like if your micronutrients are off, your chemistry is going to be off, right? Um, we don't, last week we had a conversation about hormonal balances or imbalances. Yeah. If you diet too hard, too long you know, especially more for women than for men, but like your body can adversely be affected by that, you know? So we had sort of like a, you know, I don't I'll call it a debate, but whatever, just a conversation. Do you refeed? Do you not refeed? Like, you know, yeah. the, all these types of things. My, I guess my, my point is, you know, 
we have, uh, and Dr. Nigro said this to me because I, I met him by via training him. And he said to me that, and I haven't forgot it because it was six years ago and I stood this day, I think we have a unique opportunity on a day-to-day -day basis. He said, and I quote, the gym is the temple of, what was the word he used? Ineptitude, right? And what I think, while we break that down, what he meant by that was the people come to the gym, the people that come to the gym are there for a very specific reason, right? No one really just like, you, you sometimes will go to Target to like walk around and window <laughs> shop, right? But you don't go to a gym for that. Like you're specifically at a gym for a specific reason, right? So um, that, that, that theory of his, which is like, okay, everybody's walking through the door consciously or subconsciously kind of in a state of inferiority, mm -hmm. right? And I, have, and I will say this, the bigger somebody is, and I don't mean fat, I mean muscular, the inferiority complexes tend to be bigger, yeah. right? Because what they see is not what we see. And I can tell you that from a perfect, from my own personal, you know, Experience. reference, you know, example, um, is that, uh, yeah, I, you know, we, we're always our hardest judges, you know? So for us as trainers or as gym owners or whatever, as coaches, it, the goal is to get people to find, and I hate to use the word balance, but that's really kind of what it is, you know, the best of each person, the best version of each person, you know, and sometimes it's not just going to be in the physical, um, but it's got to tie into the mental part of that too. So I would say in general, um, you have to kind of define yourself, you know, you listen to this podcast, whatever. I, I do think you have to kind of start to define yourself, like where do you fit in that doer versus taker, taker versus victim mentality. Um, and the, I will say this, the people that fall into victim mentality, they're not going to be as open in it as it as you. And you can't lie to me anyways, because I already know how you think about it. But most people are not going to be consciously telling yeah. us like, yeah, man, he's talking to me. But I do think like in your, in your rawest of moments, you have to kind of say like, where do I fall in this, this category esque, you know, and how do I change that? Um, the only thing that can be a catalyst for change is on is a level of uncomfortableness. Like until you get to a point where you're so uncomfortable, you'll continue to kind of do the same things, right? Um, I said at one point when I was training Brian in the morning, I was like, man, look around. I can tell you what time it is. I don't even have to look at the clock by the people that are here, all right? And he's like, well, yeah, so we had a chuckle about it. Drink. <laughs> Give me a minute. Okay. But the most important part of that was I said, look around, Brian. Nobody changes. Mm -hmm. You get up at five in the morning. You consciously make a decision to come to the gym. Like, kudos. Check that box. That's awesome. And then that's it. Like, there's nothing else. There's no same thing, you know? And so to me, that's always another interesting phenomenon like that that's like failing a class to me right like yeah. that to me whether it was in high school or college or post-grad whatever like i remember 
teachers and professors being like, you really kind of have to try to fail. I think that's sort of the world we're in now too. Yeah. It's like, you have to consciously try to suck, mm-hmm. right? Because there's so much available to us now that we didn't have 20 years ago, right? Like think about our gym, right? Think about what we have access to just here, right? You literally have a shake bar that's open 14 hours a day, 15 yep. hours a day. Like we don't even think twice about it. I don't even bring meals to work anymore. I'm nope. like, oh, I'm just going to have my two shakes. I'll have my breakfast in the morning. Like it's just, it's a level of convenience that, and a conscious choice, obviously. But <clears throat> what I don't understand is that I can understand like younger people, uh, you know, that maybe don't have that level of um, understanding yet. But people that are older that definitely have this, this attention to their weight and things of that nature, um, why they don't make certain changes and or, and or in, in most places, just seek advice. Like we don't charge for advice. Mm-hmm. No one, no one I know. I mean, yeah. maybe they do. I don't know. But like we don't. We just, people ask questions. We give them the answers that we think are the correct answers based on, you know, the question obviously that they ask. So um, I do think that, you know, this is obviously a large subject uh, that we'll continue to cover, but, um, you know, it's sort of in closing for today, um, cause I get to go train legs now. Um, yes. Favorite. Love it. Friday legs. A little, little bit more enthusiastic. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I just saw certain people show up and I'm like, oh, it's just going to be a day. Anyways. Um, yeah, you know, kind of listen to this, define yourself where you're at figure out like what your goal is and see if you can start to break some of those bad habits, start to make that jump between the subconscious and the conscious. No, it's not. I'm not saying it is. I mean, you know, if I didn't do what I did, uh, I was significantly more confident as a younger person because I had very early successes in the industry that I was in, whether it was football in college or, um, bodybuilding post-college and that 20 year run, um, the humility came with life. Like there's shit that life, the, the hands that that had, or the, the cards that that had dealt me. And, um, I was massively unprepared.